It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. Well, it's time for another edition of Make the Dough Rise. Welcome. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Brian Doe, certified financial planner at Livingworth Wealth Advisors, serving the Lake Country and beyond, based out of Greensboro, Georgia. We're online at livingworth.com. Brian, great to be with you this week. How you doing, sir? Good. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Do you have the the pizza maker all set for Memorial Day weekend and the official kickoff of summer? I made dough on Monday night, and I've got it uh, doing a five-day rise. We've got people coming on Friday for pizza. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. That's You wouldn't expect anything less, would you? I would not. No, no. But I just want to make sure there were no problems, no issues we needed to address. We might have to cancel the podcast recording so you can go work on the pizza oven if there were an issue. No, here's the problem. This is a good problem. Let me ask you, do you like tomatoes? Yes. Okay. So I've dabbled with trying to grow homegrown tomatoes, like real homegrown tomatoes. Because growing up, I would go spend my, my summers with my grandmother. She always had a garden and we had these big, fat, juicy, delicious tomatoes. And so like my pizza, I can't just leave well enough alone and go to Home Depot and buy some better boys and, and, and stick them in the backyard. I found these heirloom varieties, these really exotic tomatoes. And I've tried planting them in the past, but I never really, I'd watch a couple of YouTube videos and figure out how to do it. And, you know, I'd, I'd get mixed results. Some, I, I usually get a lot of tomato bushes, but not a lot of tomatoes. And I actually went out and hired somebody to help me install the, the raised bed gardens. And he actually knew how to put together the right soil composition, the magnesium and the nutrients and the calcium and the pH level and educated me on how to do all this stuff. I planted so many tomato plants and they are booming. I mean, they're just like loaded. And so I, I think I'm going to have to send or, or set up a, like a pickup at the front of the office so everybody <laughs> locally can just come, come pick up tomatoes, tomatoes this summer. <laughs> That's fantastic. It seems like everybody gets that one garden item that just explodes, right? Like I get the, uh, I think I get the idea. Um, we had a neighbor growing up and it was like all he grew must have been cucumbers because he was mm-hmm. always dry every week there'd be a bag of cucumbers on the front door and he was passing them out to all the neighbors and everybody knew and then connie uh two seasons ago for whatever reason the eggplants that year did really really well and, and we could grow nothing else but eggplants and we had <laughs> dozens and dozens and dozens of eggplants uh-huh. and they were they were enormous like they were ridiculously sized like who can eat this much eggplant and so we were just giving them away left and right so yeah i, I don't i don't know if it's like the the humidity or the temperature i mean who knows a month from now when this georgia heat kicks in they may all you know crap out and die on me so i i, I don't i don't want to promise delivery just yet but i have a feeling based on what what the bushes are looking. We should put a picture up on the website uh, just so people can see these. My, my uh, potted ones that are growing these, it's called an atomic grape tomato. It's a really cool looking tomato. That's a cool they're, name for a tomato. Atomic. They're, they're six and a half feet to seven feet high already, and it's not even June. So these are indeterminate vine type tomatoes that uh, I may have to get them grown up the side of the house. Wow. That's amazing. Well, uh, it, producer note, uh, producer Andrea says you need to start canning your uh, your tomatoes so you can take That's advantage of them. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad we'll, idea. We'll put a few on, toma- on, uh, on pizzas and have some BLTs, and, and then what's left, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely have to can them up. Well, for your specific hobby, having too many tomatoes is pretty much a good thing for you. So that's fantastic. Yeah, we, we could always boil them down the sauce, I guess, if we had to. <laughs> That's right. 
Well, we are, uh, we're kind of talking about that a little bit on the show today. Uh, we're talking about fun. Um, this was actually an mm-hmm. episode that we did back at the beginning of the podcast. And in fact, you have to go back to episode four to hear our original conversation on funding the fun fund. That was the mm-hmm. clever title of that first episode. So go check that one out if you haven't before. I think a lot of the lessons and conversations in there are still true. And it's a good time to bring this back up now with Memorial Day and the beginning of summer here, Brian. Things are opening back up. Mask mandates are coming down in many places, and people are starting to get back to their normal lives. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like, based on our little chat before we hit the record button today, you've got a lot of people coming to you now, and they're wanting to spend some money after kind of this last year and a half of not really doing a whole lot and likely saving some decent amounts of money. People are ready to get back out there like you cooking up a storm uh, for Memorial Day with a bunch of pizzas. People are ready to get back out and have some fun. Yeah, well, so Corona was was really an odd year because everybody hunkered down and we, you know, wrote it out and everybody obviously wanted to stay safe and we didn't know what what was going to happen but with vaccines coming out and the these pandemics you know they they come and go they have a life cycle to them so hopefully we're we're coming up on the end of it but i have uh two things one i've personally had clients come back in you know, either meeting or, or calls and they said i've got too much cash piling up in my checking account we've you know they've got social security your pension annuity incomes and then we're sending them their paycheck replicator income from their portfolio that we've we've got structured to meet their their lifestyle and cash is now piling up in their checking accounts and i've always said that 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 checking account can be used as a barometer to whether you're spending more than you should or not spending as much as you can if you assuming you set it up right and you, you can go back and listen to episode four about that if you want but uh, then the other thing that has happened is the personal savings rate okay we've we've had a lot of grief in this country about the personal savings rate having been too low for a lot of years. And it was it was steadily declining for, for, for many years. And we were probably in the high single to low double digits. And if you went back to uh, March of 2020, before all this kicked in, the, the, the trailing personal savings rate was about 12.9%. I, I won't geek out on that, what, what's included in that number and, and how it's calculated. But for comparison, in April of 2020, it spiked to 33%. And then it's been holding in the 20, you know, like 20 to 25% ever since. So the personal savings rate is going through the roof, which is part of what's driving the market and part of what is giving people this extra money and, and cash on hand. They're getting their stimulus checks, they're getting their regular income sources. And, and, and so for a large group of people, there's there's actually too much money piling up. And so I'm here today to sound the alarm, and, and it is time to return to their thinking about the fun fund. It's a good problem to have, and it's a topic I think that a lot of people like to talk about, Brian, right? Like, we don't want to talk to them so much about life insurance and things like that, but boy, you talk about saving up money to spend it, or you get to talk a little bit more about cash and what to do with it. That probably usually brings a smile to people's faces. That That's the fun part of planning, right? Oh, oh absolutely. And uh, sometimes it's the part people forget. And so I try to work actively to put that back in there once we've checked all the boxes for lifestyle emergencies, you know, all, all the things that could go wrong. Uh, green lighting the fun stuff is always a blast. All right. So what do you see as being some of the common things that people are wanting to do with their fun fund? And then uh, what is there a particular process that you take people through for like how to kind of evaluate these different conversations of how much cash is too much in your checking and savings? And how do we start allocating all these things? Yeah, I mean, it all goes back to goal setting. I mean, what what's important for you 
uh, and whether that's stuff, relationships, experiences, uh, new new capabilities, you could put it in any number of categories. But I was listening to a, it's more of a business coach, but he says, you, you start out with an ideal. Like here, here's my goal. Here's all the things I want to accomplish, or maybe it's your bucket list, wh whatever you want to categorize it as. And then you can start mapping out what to do to get towards those goals over the next three months or a year or something like that. And then the the path between your present and the, your ideal goal, things get messy. Like, like it, it never happens the way you think it's going to happen. And that's what happened last year. Nobody was anticipating the coronavirus and the, the pandemic and having to you know, basically shut everything down. And so I, I don't want people to sit around and, and keep the inertia and the being cooped up and, and isolated is a bad thing. And so I, I just want people to go back and revisit what were the goals? What were the things that you wanted to do or like to do? Or if those have changed in a way that you don't want to go to a sit on an international flight and go to a major metropolitan center, how, how can you, if, if your goal is travel, when, then what are some other things or what other ways to get to that goal? Maybe you have to rethink it or reimagine it, but definitely make sure that you're doing something or as I like to say, don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. All right. So a lot of this seems to definitely boil down to just good communication, communication between couples, communication between you know people and their advisor or you in this particular example, and just making sure that you know those desires and goals are well communicated so that as it gets messy, the true intentions don't get lost trying to figure all the, the different moving parts out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if something derails the original plan, just let's get it back on track and Maybe it's a discussion, maybe it's uh, seeking out a resource or, or some advice, kind of, kind of like my tomato garden. I, I actually hired somebody to help set it up that taught me how to, to grow these things. And uh, the result from bringing in somebody that knows what they're doing or, or maybe stimulates thinking or gives you some extra knowledge or ideas or direction, it could, uh, it could be the gap or the solution to you know, figuring out what, what it is you want to do. Is your spouse in agreement with it? Is your family in agreement with it? Because uh, you, you may identify some people that you want to spend time with, but you may have to ask whether they want to spend time you know, with you and make sure it's reciprocal. I feel like we're trying to go through this uh, personally this year as well. Uh, we're not, you know, obviously we don't have the retirement element involved at the moment, but we're trying to figure out kind of just what to do with some time off that's coming up this year. And Boy, we, we'd really wanted to do, last year was supposed to be our big international trip. We were going to do something big and do something, mm -hmm. you know, kind of fun and maybe do the whole, like, you know, try and even take two weeks off to, you know, really do a cool European trip or, or you know, maybe an Asian country or something like that. Obviously got derailed, and I don't know if we're fully ready to dive back into international travel, but we'd still really like to do it. So, yeah, we're kind of going through some of those same uh, evaluations of is now the time or do we need to simplify and change up the style of trip a little bit and all those kinds of things. It can be a little stressful trying to figure out what to do. I mean, I guess it's a, that's a first world problem, right? Trying to, you know, oh, stress, yeah. stress about how to spend your wonderful time off. But Right, right. Have, have those you know, big lifetime experiences. Well, I mean, and you do want to be careful because I, I heard a number the other day that um, kind of blew my mind. It, 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 shed a little bit of light on how crazy things are out there. It was like a number of incidents on airlines where, I don't know if like the federal marshals had to be called or if somebody got ejected from the plane or, but historically there's been about 150 incidents like that per year, right? So that's the historical average. 
Guess how many we've already had so far this year? Oh, it must be must be way up with so many more people back to flying. Seventeen hundred already. We're not even we're, halfway we're through the year. We're at ten times. Yeah, we're at ten times the oh, annual average, and we're only a third of the way into the year. So people are going crazy out there, and I'm sure it all probably revolves around the mask and space and 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 all this. Um, you know, fear that that people have adopted because of of the uh, pandemic. So uh, yeah, we're just you know be be careful, be smart. You know, obviously, uh, again, producer Andrea says that uh, we don't want to have to use your retirement funds for bail money if you get arrested and taken off the airplane. So that's right. Or if you're on the receiving end of some of some crazy person acting out hospital bills or something like that, because we've right. seen yeah. we've seen some pretty terrible videos coming out of people walking down the street just randomly getting attacked in, in some of the big cities like New York. And I feel like I've seen a few things like that in uh, maybe San Francisco or L.A. It's, well, there, there's that or because when the, the pipeline got shut down and gas got a little oh, scarce right. for a couple yes. days, that people were duking it out in uh, gas station parking lots. There was a gas station not too far from where I am that made, I think, national news because of people duking it out. And yeah, I don't know. I, I What was worse, people duking it out over the lack of gas or the people who were filling up the plastic bags with gas and putting it in the back of their cars? Yeah, the plastic bag. That was crazy. <laughs> I saw some really dumb videos. I don't know that, if I should so. laugh at that, but it was those were some pretty interesting videos to watch, especially with them leaking all over the place and the people just like, eh, it's okay. It's not leaking that bad. I'll put it in there anyway. It's like, right, oh my right. God, your car's going to smell like, like gasoline for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's like a dark humor or tragic comedy or something it like was, that. It was. Was very much yeah. so, absolutely. And then, I, you know, one thing I think that we're talking about doing a lot, and I would imagine you're recommending this to folks as well, Brian, is having some backup plans because we're talking about planning a trip to, um, you know, maybe a European country. But what if in you know three months when the trip actually rolls around, things have all of a sudden you know gone gotten worse in that particular country and they shut stuff back down? I think this might be one of the few times we purchase some of that travel insurance type stuff mm -hmm. just for a little bit yes. extra peace of mind. Yeah, and I'll be curious to see where this goes because if there's talk of vaccine passports versus um, negative COVID tests and, and all that stuff, I know there's a, I, I don't know what numbers to believe anymore, but it sounds like there's a lot of people that aren't vaccinated, maybe don't want to get vaccinated. And I don't know how they square the HIPAA privacy rules with uh, mandating some stuff like that. So it's, it, it'll be interesting how it all plays off. And that will be one of the things that you know, can potentially cause you know, people to act out or, or maybe not be on their best behavior. But if you reorganize and um, you know, maybe even reflect on if you don't want to go out and interact or expose yourself to those kinds of situations, you know, maybe instead of a travel goal, maybe it's a home improvement. Right. Maybe it's time to add a pool or redo a, a, a room. And, and somewhat unfortunately, right now is a little bit bad time to spend money on that because I think the price of a two by four has gone up to you know, about 20 bucks a, a board, which is, is kind of ridiculous. But there may be some things that, that you could do uh, around the house or, or locally or, you know, maybe a you know, car. You, you want to restore an old car if you've got a hobby or something like that. That, that could be a fun thing to do. And, um, yeah, you know, or, or or just you know learn something or do do something that that gets you actually engaged. And was that when I was going over actual client actions and 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 discussions that I've had just recently, probably in the last couple of months, and what I have seen people actually do is one couple bought a classic convertible. It was a '90s model uh, convertible Jaguar, 
and oh, they're driving places and they're going to the beach and they keep texting me pictures from all these you know beaches that they're at and you know just just having a a good time so there's there are ways to sidestep where the problems are but still you know have have a, a fun toy and, and a good place to go and, and things to do the other one are have you seen the the new electric bikes that have really oh yeah on. yeah we saw a whole bunch of those in um i haven't seen many of them near where i live but when we did a recent vacation in florida we saw a mm -hmm. ton of them down there yeah so pedigo is the brand and they've actually opened up a, a shop here in greensboro and i everybody is just jumping on those things I, I bought one for my daughter i bought one of the base models and they they love it and get around on those there's a lot of hills around here and and plenty of trails but not not a lot of uh flat open places like you can get on your beach cruisers sometimes having that little extra support from the motor to help you motor up a hill allows you to get out make some friends go go biking with some people but uh, yeah that th those are those are very popular and i know several people that have bought those is the idea that you can pedal them and then also kick in the electric part when you don't want to pedal or is it you're kind of doing both so it makes it just a little bit easier what's the so, or I mean, is it more the, like a motorcycle where you're hardly doing any pedaling and it's and the pedaling is just for theater and it's mostly just electric. <laughs> I propulsion. think there's a lot of that. <laughs> okay. Do you remember the mopeds from back in the day? Yeah. Uh, so when I was a kid, I had a moped and it was, but it was more, you know, like you you pedal to get it started, then the, the combustion engine would kick in. It's kind of like that, except it's got a nice little sleek electric motor. You know, obviously, battery and then electric motor built into the wheelbase. And um, if you want, you can pedal it. But it's 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 a heavy bike. It's a little bit difficult to just purely pedal it. So then you can put in different levels of pedal assist. So you can put in a one to five. And if you have it at one, as you start pedaling, it'll give you a little bit of boost. Or if you're really going up a hill and you want to get up there quickly, you can you know jack it all the way up to five, and all you barely pedal, and that motor will just kick in and uh, and tools you on up there. And then if you're totally lazy, there's actually a little throttle on the handle and you can just sit there and ride it like a, a motorcycle basically. So at least it gives you a few, a few options. It sounds like that you can, yeah, but it, get, it gets you out. I mean, it gets yeah. you out and doing something and some fresh air. And, uh, I, I, I see a lot of people out having fun with them. So that's good. And, um, another one is, is either boats or, uh, it, here in Greensboro, we actually have a boat club that you can join. And I've heard, you know, that I we, have a friend who does that, who knows, and, and, and they've kind of been dabbling in that, where they like to, they taught you how to be a captain, right? And then you can go to all these different destinations and being part of the club, you can rent out any sort of, uh, any sort of boat that you want, right? I think most of the, so the, the one that's here is called Freedom Boat Club, yeah, but, and they've got, uh, I would say predominantly coastal locations where you can get the bigger boats. Being on a uh, interior lake, they have a lot of pontoons, fishing boats, ski boats, you know, just kind of smaller sporting around the lake kind of boats. But a great way to not have to, you know, tie up the capital and, and deal with the, the maintenance of, of actually having a full boat. You can just join the club. And then if you want a pontoon one day, you get a pontoon. If you want a fishing boat the next day, you can get a fishing boat. And you avoid the uh, boat acronym. You know what boat as an acronym stands for? Oh, it's uh, something about losing money, right? Break out another thousand. <laughs> there, there it is. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it, it's uh, it's got some limitations to it, obviously, with you know, if, if you've got your own place and want to dock at your own dock overnight or something like that. But 
great way to get uh, access to a lot of different boats. And then, like you said, if you do travel to other locations and you're down at the beach or you're somewhere coastal, yeah, there's supposed to be uh, affiliate clubs and then you can get the boat, you pay for the gas and you know, whatever supplies you use, but it gives you access to a, a whole network of these, of these great boats. Definitely a unique way to, uh, to go about it. And, uh, it's solving a problem for a lot of people who want to do boating. Um, maybe it's, you want to go more frequent than would be economical to just do one off rentals all the time, but yet you don't want to make the full investment to your own boat. So there's yeah. a, mm-hmm. there's a problem that solves a need and, and definitely fits into the fun fund category, right? Indeed. And then the, uh, the last one I, I, this is the one I'm most envious of is, have you seen the sprinter vans, like those large Mercedes? Yeah. Well, they, they use them as delivery trucks a lot for like UPS and FedEx. They right. just, yeah. it's, it's the shell of the truck and they, they they're uh, like even a little bigger than uh conversion vans. Right. Was, oh yeah. They're, they're definitely bigger, a little bit taller. Yeah. And they're, they're made for cargo. A lot of people use them for uh, work trucks that have a lot, a lot of tools and, and things. As it, It's like a, basically a mobile shop or something like that. Well, people are taking those and they're quite capable m- machines and you can get them that are four-wheel drive and they're converting them into RV or motorhome would be, it's like a scaled down version of a motorhome, but it would have all the amenities that you would need to be self-contained so you could head out. Like if, you know, if you live somewhere, you wanted to get down to the beach for a, a long weekend, or if you could plug into to resources and, and you know had access to, to stores and stuff, you can live in them and, and you can travel around. You can put your, your bikes in there, you put your fishing gear, whatever you want. But uh, yeah, a, a conversion sprinter van is, uh, I've got a couple of people, one that's doing it and one that's eyeing it and, and talking about doing it. And I just told them, now the the great program that you have to do once you get your sprinter van conversion is is open it up for rentals so that I don't have to go build my own sprinter van I can just come rent yours and uh, get get the experience without having to go go through all the the, the trouble myself so they like the boat club if if you want to try something like that out there's there's places that you can go and actually rent these and, and try them out. They are pretty cool too. I'm looking up some pictures at the uh, some redone sprinter vans and what they look like and the different layouts that they're able to kind of create, and that is pretty neat. I, I've done the stay in a conversion van before. My dad and I used to uh, rent a, either we rented an RV one year, we rented a conversion van. We used to go to the racetrack together when I was growing up, and we'd we'd watch the races for a couple of days mm-hmm. uh, up in up in Charlotte was the place where we would always uh, always go each year. And so we, we did various levels. So one year we did the full RV, which was awesome. Um, right. Another year when finances were tighter, I guess, we did the conversion van, which was still nice to have a little, you know, kind of a bed in the back and, you know, some consistent air conditioning. And But you, you missed being able to stand up and you missed being able to have, a, you know, some of that, mm-hmm. you know, just a little bit more of that creature comfort of being able to like walk around. You pretty much either had to choose to sit up front or lay down in the back. That was sort of the options. Right, right. And then the third year, we just did a cargo van and put sleeping bags in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Roughing it. Maybe the chron- the chronology, actually, I think the chronology is backwards. I think we started with the cargo van, went to the conversion van, and then uh, as dad was uh, having good sales streaks the, that next year, we upgraded and finally did the, the full RV one year. I think I think I had the order backwards, but I could see this being cool because you can, at least based on what I'm looking at, they're tall, like you mentioned. So you can right. go back there and stand up and have a little bit more of that sense of you're not always crouching and always either horizontal if you're inside the thing. Yeah, so and, and you can put little kitchenettes in them and and bathroom facilities and all that kind of stuff so that that you've you've basically 
got the amenities of a of a full RV, but not you know, but that, easier to transport and move around. Right, not that that massive size. And yeah, they're a lot easier to park and and find places to to camp. So interesting. Yeah. I uh, we've talked about doing the RV thing and and going to some national parks as maybe one of our maybe one of our options for this year's travel trips if we don't do something international. So maybe as like a uh, little middle ground, I should look into some of these rental uh, rental sprinter van camps. Yeah, I've got some of my follow-up. When we wrap up, I'll, I'll share you some sites that I found that, uh, that rent them out. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. All really neat examples. And then it can be something as simple as what you started the show off with, bringing somebody in to help you with your tomatoes and getting them looking good. Like Just get little, out and get a hobby, yeah. A little bit of a treat-yourself kind of thing, but enhance the, your, the garden ability, and that's your fun. Like It, it doesn't have to be an expensive uh, venture either to, well, to, to no, kind of get and that, back out That's there really something fun. I did to utilize my time because it, you know I'm not traveling as much and I, we're doing Zoom meetings and, and a lot of virtual stuff. So I'm like, well, I'm at the house a lot. So you know, one of the problems of trying to keep a, a garden up, obviously, is keeping it watered and tended and all that stuff. So I said, well, I'll, I'll do that. And uh, we're, we're skipping, so personally, we're skipping our, our big summer trip because for the last four years, we've always done like a big summer trip, beach, out west, whatever it was. Instead of the boat club, I'm actually getting a wave runner that's capable of pulling a skier and things like that. And the girls have all passed their boater safety class and have their, their permits to, to, to drive, not necessarily alone. So I don't want to freak anybody out just yet, but they're allowed to drive it with me on it. And uh, that's, that's, uh, that's what we're going to do. So we're going to do things that are active. They're with the family. They're fun. Uh, we get out, get some exercise. We'll have some nice, healthy, organic uh, heirloom tomatoes. Make some pizzas, and that's that's pretty much what we're doing for the summer. It's awesome. It's a great plan. I love it. I uh, can't wait to hear how the pizzas turned out next time we chat and uh, get into some of those details and hear how those tomatoes worked out on the pizza too. That'll be something a little new and different for you. It sounds like so. Lots to look forward to, Brian, and I appreciate you sharing some of those ideas with us on today's show. I realize this is what people talk to you about all the time in your office. It's not always having to deal with 401ks and IRAs and planning taxes. for long-term care issues <laughs> and right. taxes. This is the fun part of the process. And and it sounds to me like you still spend a significant amount of time talking about this with people because, after all, we work so hard throughout life so that we can have a little bit of fun, right? And so it, it should be an important piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and, and that's kind of my point about the tomatoes. If, if you work with somebody that knows what they're doing and you know how to squeeze the max out of and, and cover all of the potential things that could go wrong, you can calculate how much is left over and then and voila, there's your, there's your fun fund. And now what are you going to do with it? <laughs> and right. I like to challenge people on that and say, you know, really, let's, let's figure out what you're going to do with this. Cause you've, you've got enough here to do it. Well, if you'd like to talk out some of the things that uh, go on with your own financial plan, if you've thought about retirement, how you're going to have fun, but not quite sure what that mix is going to look like or how much you can afford to have fun with in retirement. These are all the kinds of answers that you get when you go through the planning process. And it's not difficult to begin the process if you're kind of just thinking, yeah, how do I dip the toe in the water? How do I take that first step? How do I get off the porch. Uh, don't think so much about uh, the full process of planning. It happens over time. It's very natural and, uh, and organic to go through the planning process. The toughest part is really just getting going. And uh, so Brian makes that easy. If you want to schedule a 15-minute introductory call, that's really the place to start. You can see how you can get some clarity around some of the financial goals that you have, like some of these fun things that we've been talking about. Talk about the lifestyle that you want to live. 
get that fun fund going again, along with all the important but more boring stuff like life insurance and, you know, uh, 401ks and taxes and that kind of thing. We're going to talk about all that, too. But yeah, definitely start, bolt that down. We'll bolt that down. But, but start with the goals. Start with the fun stuff. That's definitely the place to begin. Uh, if you want to set up that free introductory call, again, 15-minute uh, conversation. That's all it is. Reach out to Brian. Have that conversation. And uh, just you know, dip that toe in the water if you're ready for that step. Livingworth.com. You'll find right there on the website where you can schedule a time to meet. Livingworth.com. Or you can call 706-451-9800. That's 706-451-9800. Brian, appreciate the time today. Good luck with those tomatoes and making some pizzas over Memorial Day weekend, and we'll be chatting with you again soon. Sounds good. It was a pleasure. Take care. That's Brian Doe, Walter Storholt, reminding you always to make the dough rise. Make the Dough Rise is brought to you by Living Worth Wealth Advisors, with a central office in Greensboro, Georgia, but serving the Lake Country and beyond. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting apps. Subscribe today and never miss an episode. Just search for Make the Dough Rise with Brian Doe. You can also visit MakeTheDoughRise.com to listen to recent episodes. If you'd like to contact the show or schedule a complimentary financial review with Brian and the team, just go to MakeTheDoughRise.com and get in touch through the website or call 706-451-9800. Thanks for listening to Make the Dough Rise. Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.